Hare Krishna. I welcome all to Everyday Chant Harinam Conference Call. Today we are very fortunate to have Her Grace Prema Padini, Padmini Devidasi Mataji from Bangalore, India. Uh, Mataji is going to enlighten us on verse 53 onwards from chapter 1, canto 6. Hare Krishna Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Uh, whenever you are ready, please take over the call, Mataji. Hare Krishna Mataji, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you very much. Um, I will start now. Please, please, um, please accept. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Narantaiva Narutamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayit Nashtiprayeshwa Badrishu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Nasiki Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langhayate Girim Yatrapatamaham Vande Shri Gurum Dinatharinam Paramananda Madhavam Shri Chaitanya Ishwaram Simad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 1 Nahikaschit Kshanam Aphi Jatu Tishtati Akarmakrit Taryatehi Avasha Karma Gunai Swabha Vikrair Balat Not a single entity, a living entity can remain unengaged even for a moment, one must act by his natural tendency according to the three modes of material nature. Because this natural tendency forcibly makes him work in a particular way. The Swabhavika or one's natural tendency is the most important factor in action. One's natural tendency is to serve. Because a living entity is an eternal servant of God. The living entity wants to serve. But because of his forgetfulness of his relationship with the Supreme Lord, he serves under the modes of material nature and manufactures various modes of service, such as socialism, humanitarianism, and altruism. However, one should be enlightened in the tenets of Bhagavad Gita and accept the instruction of the Supreme Personality of God and give up all natural tendencies for material service under different names and take to the service of the Lord. One's original natural tendency is to act in Krishna consciousness because one's real nature is spiritual. The duty of a human being is to understand that since he is essentially spirit, he must abide by the spiritual tendency and not be carried away by material tendencies. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has therefore sung, Meche Mayar Vase Yachi Beshe My dear brothers, you are being carried away by the waves of material energy and are suffering in many miserable conditions. Sometimes you are drowning in the waves of material nature and sometimes you are tossed like a swimmer struggling in the ocean. As confirmed by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, this tendency to be battered by the waves of Maya can be changed to one's original natural tendency, which is spiritual. When the living entity comes to understand that he is eternally Krishna Dasa, servant of God, Krishna, 
जीव कृष्ण दास विश्वास कर ले तार दुख का नाय इफ इंस्टेड ऑफ सर्विंग माया अंडर डिफरेंट नेम्स स्वामी So the Yamadutas continue to enlighten. I mean, they are having an argument with the Vishnu Dutas, and they are trying to convince them why they have the, um, you know, priority to um, take Ajamila's soul with them. And they are talking about all the material modes and how they affect the people and uh, how they com- uh, commit sinful activities. They are expert in all this knowledge. and they know the glories of yamaraja how he acts like i mean he knows the parmatma gives him all um enlightenment about every living and souls uh, i mean a person's minds past activities and so on the basis of that he can understand what he will act like so he is almost omniscient like the parmatma or like brahma brahma also gets all the directions from the parmatma so they know about all these things but in and so they were very sure that actually ajamula to go down to the you know to yamaraj uh, and then they were so shocked how the vishnu devas are coming from there and why are they, why do they claim uh, ajamila's soul so um, and here so what they are talking about the swabhava of every living entity this is true for everyone within the Whoever is conditioned, other than those who are doing devotional service, by which they are connecting with Krishna, which actually pulls us out of our swabhava, our material tendencies which we are born with. Other than that, most people are just going along, you know, uh, according to the modes of material nature that they have acquired, thinking very much deeply. They are so totally convinced. that i am this body and whatever uh, my personality my nature this is my eternal self and they don't think there is any other anything other than that and um uh, so uh, only uh, going i mean totally and so because of that is suffering because when you limit yourself like that just imagine the soul is such a being even a small particle of krishna is so amazing it has so much freedom that it can go anywhere in everywhere material world spiritual world any loka any planet in the spiritual world any planet in the material world that is the kind of freedom that the soul has and that soul is being encased in a body and it is sleeping thinking i am this body and then 
suffering, thinking I am this body and it's in the limited sphere because he wants to be unlimited. He wants to do whatever he feels like, but he's not. He's not allowed to do that. He's got, according to his karma, some limitation. You stay in this field and you do. This is your field of activities. In the 15th, uh, no, in the uh, 14th chapter, the full. The field of activities, right? No, th sorry, 13th chapter, Kshetra, Kshetra and Kshetra Gnana. The body is considered the Kshetra or the field of activities. And Kshetra Gnana is the one, the more of the field, which is the soul. So, and of course, there is a other Kshetra Gnana, which is the Supreme Lord, our body, but also bodies of everybody. So, uh, we are so much bound in this body, this, this you know, groping in the dark, really like blind men walking around, not knowing what exactly is the truth. We're just guessing. So the example, you know, Prabhupada gives the analogy of somebody in the blind, uh, you know, in a dark room. In the dark room, we don't know. We're very afraid. We're just trying to guess what the room is like. What could all these objects be? We're just, <clears throat> you know, and speculating, and we don't know. Even the light comes. That time we know, oh, this is actually something else. And I thought it was that. And then we feel relieved. So in a similar way, we are just hallucinating, thinking one kind of reality, which is not at all the reality. We're just imagining, going around. And Prabhupada said, for a self-realized soul, all the people walking around, you know, they're all like haunted ghosts because they're just walking around in not knowing who they are even. So that is how... You know, something very, very um, stark it is in the material world. We are just jaywalking. Like somebody walking in the traffic, you know, say, all the traffic, uh, cars and buses are all coming on the road and you're just happily walking there, not knowing any time you could be hit and be killed. By the way, that is very much <laughs> prevalent. In, uh, you know, especially the two-wheelers. They just, uh, you know, especially in India, they wade through the traffic. They just go through and then they don't even realize any time they could be knocked over. So that is how we are. Actually. Is, we don't even know what is there to expect. And we're thinking that everything is fine because of ignorance. When uh, actually ignorance is bliss. If we knew the truth, we won't be doing the things we are doing. We'll be very uh, cautious. We'll be very alert. Use our time very wisely, very we'll understand the value of life and not waste time in unnecessary, useless things which just cause pain and hurt. You know, we'll become uh, totally different people. That's why those who come to Krishna consciousness, then they realize, oh God, how I was wasting my time and unnecessarily suffering for unnecessary things. I don't even need to suffer. So the truth is so illuminating and if you don't know the truth, then... So he is saying, Prabhupada is saying that we, a natural tendency is to serve Krishna. A spiritual tendency. Material tendency is governed by the three modes of material nature. Ignorance, passion and goodness. We have different levels of these uh, three modes which are totally controlling us. And uh, we can sort of predict people. Conditioned beings, if you study somebody's nature, you know this is how he'll behave throughout his life. You can sort of um, more or less predict what will he be, the options he chooses, um, how he will behave. 
more or less like the machine, you know, more the conditioned by the three modes. And then, uh, the spiritual nature is different, and this, that is also about the tone swabhava, and that is to be always serving Krishna. We are servants. In material conditioning, we are serving Maya, and Maya gives us a body according to our karma, and it is more or less everything is determined, predetermined in the sense, of course we can always change, but change within a certain range. It is like, say, um, the, you know, the, what do you call oil, um, you know, oil is being made through um, the cows, you know, the bulls. So, uh, the, the bulls um, uh, are tied to a machine and uh, the rope, you know, they go round and round. Uh, the machine, uh, uh, taking, uh, revolving, rotating the machine so that the oil seeds get crushed and oil comes out. Now, the range or the circumference or the radius of the rope determines the circumference within which the bulls can go. Either they can go, um, you know, uh, I mean, of course, they have, they have to go at the outer edge so that the machine will rotate. But within that a circle, they can go anywhere they want. Um, uh, so they can change some things. But then they cannot go beyond that. So similarly, because of karma, we are given some uh, limited range within which we can choose things. We can optimize within whatever we are get through the karma. We can improve it also uh, a little bit. But um, you know, we have, I mean, we can create new futures, new karmas, but we have to undergo uh, the karmas, whatever has been destined for that. But we can make it less, I mean, by our own activities, we can make the karma uh, a little more comfortable or a little uh, less difficult uh, and so on. But it is within that range. We are completely bound by our karma and our bodies. Is all very predestined that way. On the other hand, the only way we can come out of this binding is really like a person is bound by his hands and his feet. He cannot move independently. And the only way a person can be unbound is if a person who is unbound himself can come and um, remove the rope which is binding our hands and feet. A bound person cannot help us. All of us are bound and each other. But the spiritual master and Krishna, they can help uh, you know, to open the rope which is binding our feet. So that is the only way in which we can change our karma. Of course, by worshipping devatas, some people, you know, when you are in difficulty, then people go and do some uh, pujas and all that, say go to this Baby, or go to that diva, and then you do some pujas. What we can do is take karma from a future, some good karma which is supposed to come later. That they can give it to you now and put the suffering to a later date. But you have to suffer sometime or the other. So uh, in this way, we cannot. We don't have. It's, uh, it's like um, shifting the weight from the head to the shoulder. But anyway, you have to, maybe for some time it seems lighter than the weight is born on the shoulder. So, um, in this way, but 
the only way in which we can come out of this is by taking shelter of Krishna. And that is the most valuable thing a person can get by which his, you know, he's slowly getting unbound from this conditioning, which is actually it's very suffocating. It is, it's like, you know, you watch, uh, you know, we do studies of mice and all that, um, and then they are so predictable. We study the nature of mice. By putting one mouse through the maze, they'll put something here and then they'll see whether it goes there and how does it behave. It is all very uh, predictable. Material nature is like that. Um, the, our mind works in a particular way according to moods. Not that everybody is of the same mood, but we have the four varnas and all that and within that different, uh, you know, combinations. Like Brahmana was completely in the mode of goodness, and then the Brahmana mixed with a little passion, and then with a little uh, this thing like that, um, ignorance. And so, according to that, different occupations they do. And Chatri also in the mode of goodness and a little more passion like that. Uh, it's all um, permutation and combination. So we have that's why we have personalities and varieties of jobs and all that are there. But nevertheless. More or less, we are like machines because the body is like a machine. And we, if we identify with that machine, we are quite predictable. Compa okay, compared to animals, we are not so predictable because we have the free choice. Krishna has given us, um, you know, uh, intelligence to decide whether we want to do one or the other. But for animals, there is no freedom of choice. Krishna himself decides. That's why their life is. They all get up at a particular time before sunrise. Then they go do whatever they have to do for maintaining, you know, for their food and shelter and mating, everything. They do and then they come back during sunset. Just before sunset and then they rest. And early morning again they all get up. So everything. And then wherever they have to freezing in a place, then Krishna takes them to uh, a place which has summer far away. How he takes them? <laughs> Only Krishna takes them. Otherwise, how will they know how to where to go? Where is it summer? And same place they go year after year. And all of them go in a group in such a long distance, following similar patterns. So Paramatma is taking care of them completely. Human beings, the problem is he tells, okay, our mind is more developed. Animals' mind is not developed at all. Hardly much psychology is not required. I mean, we have some psychology, but very basic psychology which we can easily predict. But for human beings, mind is more complex. And based on the three modes and so many desires and lordship. And uh, so um, and that, that is where the problem arises. Now, if you are, we, we can be perfect only if we are listening to Paramatma. But out of choice, he has is, he is given us the freedom. You decide whether you want to listen to your mind or to me. We have to make the choice each time. No, Krishna, you tell me, I want to do the way you want. Then we can come out of this trap, or in the maze we are in, where we are predictable, just doing things in a very mechanical way. But when we stop listening to our mind, surrender to the super soul, uh, and go according to his direction. 
and we are out of it. It's like we are not even in the maze. We're just listening to higher directions and here this is on a higher level. Animals are just, they are still thinking there's bodies and all that. But externally, their life is quite perfect for an animal. They are doing the animal thing perfectly. Only at the mating season, they will mate. And just that much, just to get some children and that's it. They don't overdo it. Because everything is controlled by Krishna. So, it's not that they are very advanced. <laughs> it is just that they are so, so much bound up. Uh, that they don't have a mind even to decide what to do. So Krishna himself is controlling their bodies. But for us, he has given a choice. Because a mind is more developed, you can rely on the mind. And so people with a lot of material intelligence, uh, developed minds more in the mode of goodness and passion, some amount of, so they are able to, uh, you know, make very uh, sophisticated systems, social um, political and uh, all these sort of uh, you know systems they are able to create urban societies and highly developed ways of organizing so they are very proud and they want to listen to that only they don't want to listen to Paramatma I don't see any Paramatma this is the result of overdeveloped mind a child on the other hand a human child because his mind is not so developed he will immediately take about it have faith. You tell him about Krishna, tell him this is God and these are the things he has spoken Bhagavad Gita, he is told immediately absorbed like a sponge. That is why it's such a pleasure to teach children Krishna consciousness. Because they don't have much doubts at all because their mind is not so confused and so proud about their uh, you know, uh, their capability of developing this and that, speculating and coming up with some, uh, you know, material endeavors which are coming, becoming successful, they are able to create certain things. Then they become very deep up and proud. They don't want to surrender to Paramatma at all. They don't even recognize Him. They don't even acknowledge that there is a being like that inside. We ourselves are souls and we are dependent on the Paramatma, nothing doing. They say, no, we don't need any God. We ourselves have figured out and we are doing research and scientifically studying this material world about death. They are still haven't figured out what to do with that. But for that, they wish it every by saying one day we will find out that also. That, uh, but those who are fortunate, and then we keep putting knocks in this material world, then only a pride is uh, nicely battered, you know, and then we realize, oh, I'm not so sure that I'm very smart and I can manage and there's so many things which are not under my control. That is when he realizes what is this life all about and he starts inquiring. Now is the time to inquire about what is Brahman, what is spirit. And that's when people, even if they have Bhagavad Gita in their homes, that's when they'll open it. Oh, what? Let me see what it says. And <clears throat> And then it's a big relief. Oh, there is some option other than the suffering in this material world. Otherwise, people, you know, those who have got the hard knocks, then they really, you know, they don't know what to do. This is all life is all about. There doesn't seem to be any way out. And most people, I think they're too preoccupied in Kali when one has time even to hear other people's problems or they don't know what to tell. 
they can't empathize or they don't have solutions even. So they become depressed and they think, what is life all about? Then why to live even? So, so many people are committing suicide. The same uh, predictable life, you know, the routine uh, things that we have to do, or non so routine work also, but it's all within the, um, you know, setup, mechanical, I mean, material setup created by the um, material nature, material energy, who's completely controlling us. And through the modes of material nature, we are so much identifying with our body, and that is the difficulty. Because the body is always giving us pain, mind is also giving us pain, other people are giving us pain. Yeah, Mataji. Now your voice came back. Just went for a few few seconds. Oh, my voice is not clear. No, it just faded out. Now it's back. Okay. Now it's fine. Okay. And that is when we, I mean, such a relief, like nectar falling into our uh, mind, when we understand there is a whole new <laughs> world other than that, like Krishna says, that, you know, other than this material world, there is another world, which is, you know, eternal. And you don't have to die there, and you're always happy there. That is so, he talks about, uh, but at the same time, he knows our predicament that we okay, we've understood that God is there and we need to connect with Him. But right now, I'm just you know bound up by this, carried uh, the material nature. I'm just seeing only matter everywhere. So how do I connect with God? And that is why Krishna is so kind that in the six middle six chapters of Bhagavad Gita, He's slowly getting us you know to relate with. And by first telling that in matter also look for me. All both matter and spirit are coming from me. Matter is also me only. Don't think that matter is something else, somebody else has created and only I am spirit. No. Matter is also coming from me only. And I am uh, spread in my, um, uh, what do you call it, my uh, unmanifest form. I am spread everywhere. Okay, and I know everyone me, why is it unmanifest? Because we cannot see him. He is there. He is watching over us like CCTV. No? We don't know where the CCTV is, but CCTV is recording everything. Of course, that is just an object, camera. But Krishna is a person. And that is even more, I mean, uh, very exciting to know that Krishna is there in every atom and he's observing us. There is nothing not known to him about us, completely He knows us. He knows all our predicaments, He knows our weaknesses, He knows our distresses, our everything He knows. So, when you know, when you have such a person who is like, you know, and he's very 
Krishna, he said, I am your most well-wishing friend. That actually should excite us. And Krishna is telling, look for me in matter also. Don't wait to, you know, until you, then we normally think, oh, I must think of something unmanifest and uh, unmaterial, uh, non-material thing. So we try to imagine and then we get completely confused. Oh, I don't know what the spirit in the initial, those are very, uh, I'm talking about those who are just coming, entering spiritual life, who are still materialistic. And even for them, Krishna is saying, the see me in matter, every day when you're tasting water, the pure taste of water, that is me. Since the principle in all material things, matter, cause of matter is also Krishna, and the principle, the essential principle of that matter and so he says, look for me when you're tasting water and pure taste of water. Not salt water nobody likes to drink from the sea. That is not Krishna. But pure water, which is just the original taste of water, that is Krishna. So that quenches our taste very much. So every, every now and then we keep drinking water. So how quickly we can think of Krishna, connect with him. Oh Krishna, thank you for this taste of water. We can be so grateful to him and he, he he will observe that, he will note that and we'll come closer to him and our feelings towards him will deepen and, uh, uh, you know, uh, and also we'll become more and more sensitive to his existence. Then he says, look for me in the light of the sun. Uh, so every day morning, the light of the sun, we're waiting for the sun to rise and that light is Krishna. So it is Krishna, it's not separate from Krishna. Coming because we know everything goes back to his body and everything comes out after when he wants to create. So this is all by me in my form. I pervade this entire universe. So he is there in that sunlight. He is there. So when we see that sun light, we should think this is Krishna. And then when we see, he says, I am the heat and the fire. We are cooking every morning, evening, uh, night, noon. Every time we are cooking. We know that cooking happens only through heat of the fire. So that heat is Krishna. And the heat is also there in our stomach to digest food. Right? If, uh, that's why they say, don't drink too much water while eating. It will make it uh, put out the fire, heat of the stomach. And digestion will become weak. Whereas, you know, Western science doesn't know that. And so people just keep and take Coke bottle next to all whatever they are eating or keep on drinking for digestion. And even cold things, very bad for digestion. Hot, warm things are very bad because it helps digestion. The, the heat in the stomach. Stomach as it is has some heat and that heat is Krishna. And then um, the fragrance of the earth. So the earth actually has got all fragrances inside. Of course, even the earth itself has some fragrance, like when the rain comes. After the rain, then you can smell the earth, right? Everywhere, the fragrance. that is the fragrance of the earth. But apart from that, the earth is full of all fragrances. Because you put a rose seed, a rose plant seed, seed, all of them don't have any fragrance. Seed has no fragrance. But when you put it in the earth and you pour water, and there's sunlight and then the plant grows and you get different um, flowers and with different fragrances, all that is coming from the earth. 
So he says, I am the fragrance of the earth. Uh, then he says, I am um, the intelligence of the intelligent. So anything extraordinary intelligence, that is all Krishna. Of course, all intelligence is Krishna. Any intelligence is all Krishna. So scientists still don't know what is the source of this intelligence. What is intelligence? They don't know. They know that the brain is like uh, like a memory board in which you know all these things are. I mean, um, different uh, parts of the brain are functioning, at, at, at taking care of different parts of the brain and the nerves and all are there. But what is intelligence itself? From where? They don't know. This Krishna says, I, the Paramatma is giving the intelligence. From me comes knowledge, forgetfulness and remembrance. See, how, I mean, this is, that is why we need to connect with the Paramatma. We will automatically, even children, we've seen children start chanting Hare Krishna, all parents say, oh yeah, my child is doing so well now after chanting Hare Krishna mantra. Learning Bhagavad Gita verses, automatically they do well. Because Krishna is the source of uh, his intelligence, and then uh, uh, provis uh, uh, the strength of the strong, devoid of passion, uh, passion meaning just for or self aggrandizement. Someone who's got great strength, but then he uses it for the right causes to protect people and so on. That strength is Krishna. So. Anywhere we see extraordinary strength, wow, this is Krishna. That's all because of him. And people don't know, they see a big wrestler, you know, with all his muscles and all that. They get bewildered, they almost worship that wrestler only as God. Right? That's why people now keep sports stars. Uh, I mean, they really worship him. They put a photo of him and everything. They really think he's my hero and all that. But a devotee will not do like that. Devotee will put Krishna's photo and say, Krishna, it is your strength in that wrestler. You are that strength of the strong. And I am the syllable Om in all Vedic mantras. I am the sound in ether. Any sound is Krishna. And, and of course, the Hare Krishna mantra is definitely Krishna. And itself is Krishna, then Hare Krishna is his name, that is Krishna. So that very much is Krishna and we should connect with him every day, just chanting, oh, I'm connecting with Krishna. So that is spiritual. But all these other material things to notice him, he's, he even says, I'm the sex life which is devoid of, according to religious principles. That is, you don't take the, um, I mean, you don't try to obstruct the um, birth of children and all that. Also Krishna. In what sphere of life Krishna is not there? Every aspect of our life is completely, we are totally dependent on Krishna. And that is why he shows the Virat Rupa where all the Devatas, all the planetary systems, all human beings, everything created is just resting on him. Big, uh, you know, so many faces, so many bodies, thighs, so many this thing, weapons and all that is a ghostly form. But everything is there in one place. Krishna, I mean, he is spread across the whole entire cosmos and everything is resting on him. That is why for those who are very materialistic, Virat Rupa worship is good. Because 
slowly they are identifying matter with Krishna and slowly their love for Krishna will develop. So, and then we are also having, I mean the scriptures are also giving knowledge about spiritual world. How it is, I mean it's eternal and it's not, uh, no modes of material nature are there, eternal bodies, beautiful bodies, no birth, death, old age, disease, all these things. And then Krishna says that in the 10th chapter, the essence of Bhagavad Gita, the four shloki verses, he says, I am the source of material and spiritual worlds. And the wise who know this, worship me with all their hearts. Once you know that everything is coming from Krishna, then naturally you will become very, very devoted to Krishna. Oh, everything is Krishna. In fact, the fact that once we realize matter is also Krishna, then, and we can use matter in the service of Krishna, Hey, I mean, that is how you should use matter. No need to run away from matter like Mayavadis. They don't know what to make out of matter. They think that Brahman, you know, this is just, a Brahman is the reality. This is just, they don't know what is matter. So they say, this is just your dreaming. We don't even exist. <laughs> we are in a dream. How can we believe that? Uh, that uh, if we are, uh, this is all just a dream. Then, uh, so, they, uh, but, and that's why they run away from it. They say, no, no, we'll just leave everything and we'll just sit and meditate, meditate and read all the scriptures, Aham Brahmasmi, Tattvamasi, all this, you are that, you are that, so hum, so hum, all these things, you are that, keep reminding, you are not this, you are that. <laughs> but that is really ridiculous. What is the for if you are running away from it? Is Krishna saying, this is all me only. You use it in my service, no problem. Everything will be happy and fine. That's when the third chapter also he says, perform yajnas, give it to me. Okay, if you're not ready to give it to me directly, give it to my devas. And they will give to you. So he's cultivating this dependence. Actually, we are very, very interdependent. This is the nature of life. Interdependent. God and us. We are Nara and Narayana. I mean, he's not dependent on us, we are dependent on him. But he loves, he wants us. He doesn't say, you stay there if you want, I don't care. No. He's always here with us. Till as long as he, we are staying here, he is there with us, non-stop watching over us. He has no business over here. He is not at all interested in this material world. That's why there are no leelas of uh, the Purusha Vataras, <laughs> the Mahavishnu, and then Garbhudakshai Vishnu, Paramatma, Kshirudakshay, Vishnu, they don't have any leelas. They're just watching, that's all. And if there are any problems, they will solve it. They will inspire all their agents, their servants to do things. But they themselves are not in, in involved at all. They are seated as though neutral. They are not um, at all disturbed by what is happening here. But, but everything happens because under their control, only their direction, they're not involved because they're just waiting. It's like, say your child wants to go to some uh, crappy program and you go with the child what to do. You just stay there till the child, you know, finishes a thing. You're not interested in that, but then you have to be there. If you're not there, the child will go, I mean, um, will, it cannot manage on its own. So in that way, Krishna is just staying here. He has created this whole thing for our sake. 
and he's bleeping very patiently. Are you finished with all your whatever uh, nonsense? Shall we go back now? And we show even a little bit interest and gradually. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. It can happen also. But it normally because you're so much attached to this material world, so many karmas being on our mind. But that is why every age he has given a different method to connect with him. In the previous ages, people were more qualified. But at the same time, they um, they had a long life also, and the, uh, Krishna made them do more austerities because, and they also had more enjoyment. But in Kaliyukam, her karmas are so bad; they're all suffering so much, and then short. So he is so compassionate. He's made it so simple. Just chant my names, and we'll connect, and I'll take you back. Don't worry. So he's come outside without. Just chant Hare Krishna, finish. Krishna will connect and then he will purify us, take us back home. This is the most important thing. Yagne Sankirtana Praye Yajantihi Su Medasaha. One who is intelligent will think it's so simple. Imagine you're so fortunate. I just have to chant Hare Krishna and I'll be liberated and I can go back home back to God. That is the very special feature of Kali Yuga. Otherwise, Kali, Kali Dhoche Nide Rajan. The Navi Yogendra is telling to the king Nimi that this Kali is an ocean of falls. It's really horrible, but one good thing. Kirtaniya Eva Krishnasya, simply by chanting Krishna's name, Mukta Sangha Param Rajet. Imagine you can easily be liberated. It was not possible in other ages. You have to really take a lot of trouble. And in this age, Whatever you may be, however your total ignorance also no problem. Just chant Hare Krishna and Krishna will purify our hearts and take us back home, back to God. So that is the real, you know, uh, this thing which the, yeah, Vishnu Dutas knew about it. That is why the minute Adamila, even by chance, he didn't actually plan to, uh, he, 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 I mean, from Krishna only comes knowledge, forgetfulness and forgetfulness. I mean, uh, knowledge, memory and forgetfulness. So, Ajamila was uh, somehow fortunate. Krishna was very kind to him. But he didn't remember Krishna. He was only thinking still of his um, grandchild, material attachments. But see how Krishna made him chant his name. So kind. And by uh, crying out Narayana's name, so powerful. And Vishnu Dutta, Narayana sent his Vishnu Dutas immediately. And they, so they knew about the power of the name. Whereas the Yamadutas, they knew everything, how this universe works and how the material nature works and how we are bound up by the three modes and how Yamraja has to punish all these souls. And then all those things they knew. But there's one thing they didn't know, which is the most important, and that is, and that is what happened. And that's why they were so bewildered. They were arguing with Vishnu Dutas. No, you don't have the right to touch him. It is our job. And they are also attached to their jobs. You know, they want to do their job and they don't want anybody, uh, you know, uh, disturbing their job. Otherwise, what if it is then? If some Vishnu Duta comes to release some soul, why should they be so passionately fighting for that? to take the soul to Yama. Of course, they want to do their duty to Yamaraja. 
but they could have just checked up with Yamraj Janu mm-hmm. so they could com- communicate um, not uh, through external methods. Yamraj Janu, what will we do till we just let go of the soul? They could have been detached, but they were not. Because they were attached to doing the job, they were also doing a job. And um, so they wanted to take the soul <laughs> to Yamaraj. And then uh, uh, that's what. So this is the most important knowledge, which is which is this, like which can really change everything in our lives. Any job you do, if you put, if you do it for Krishna, we can't Hari Krishna mantra and do that is perfection. That will be on a totally class apart of its own. Like say you are even doing an ordinary job. And somebody, other people are just thinking, depending on their own intelligence and grouping around and working hard. And here comes a devotee who's chanting Hare Krishna. Krishna says, Ma Manusmara Yujyasa. Yeah, she tells Arjuna, Tasmat Sarva Kalishu, Ma Manusmara Yujyasa. That means, you think of me and then fight. Not you fight and then think of me. You say, you say, think of me and then fight. So thinking about Krishna is the most important thing. So whatever job we do, first thing is we should think about Krishna. Then, or, then we do the job, then that's very easy. I mean, Krishna gives all the knowledge, intelligence, whatever needs to be done. He will give us. He says, Dadami buddhi yogam tam enamam upiyanti te. Ah, I began... Uh, uh, saying about the um, Shloki, only the first verse I said that Krishna is the source of the material and spiritual worlds. And so, one who knows this, the wise who knows this, worship me with all their hearts. All their hearts is for Krishna because of this. And second verse he says, Machitta matkata prana bodayanta parasvaram parasparam katayantascha mamnityam tushyanticha ramanticha. So, Thoughts of my pure devotees are um, resting on me. They're always thinking about me and discussing about me and enlightening each other about me. Uh, and they're getting great pleasure to enlightening one another about me. So this is the nature of devotional service. The, the devotees, you know, they don't they meet other devotees. They talk about not the latest gossip what happened where, some political news. That means, okay, whatever is needed to know, we also exchange those. But not that is not the main thing. The main thing is we want to discuss Krishna, Krishna consciousness. What, what, what is the excitement today? What program, what festival, what you did this, what, you know, we get great bodhiyanta parasparam katyantascha maam nityam. Talking about leelas of Krishna, Krishna, nityam, always. Even the WhatsApp messages, all the communication between devotees is all about Krishna. Of course, there are some things also which we need to know to get by in the material world. That way everything is Krishna. So we we're not doing I mean we're not fanatic like that. We connect with Krishna, but that matter is also what will help us to think about Krishna and serve him. And uh, so uh Ramantita they get great pleasure and satisfaction with talking about me. And the third verse he says, Tesham Satata Yuktanam Bajatam Preeti Purvatam. Great devotion, one uh, with great love. Satata Yuktanam. They are connected with me always. 
Imagine when we chant his names, we are always connected with him. So if we are always chanting about him and you know thinking about him with love, with love, then what happens? Krishna says, I Dadami Buddhi Yogam Tam. I give the knowledge, Buddhi. So that they can easily come back to me. So this is the mystical part of the Krishna consciousness. That we do everything for Krishna and Krishna reciprocates by giving the buddhi. That's why it's called buddhi yoga. Because we connect with Krishna and he gives us the buddhi from within. That's very exciting. The same way in which he educated Brahma to create this entire universe. All the knowledge, all the Vedas, Upanishads, everything was taught to him by Krishna from within his heart. And he is telling that every devotee I'm teaching them from within. If they chant and worship me with love, I give the knowledge by which they can come to me. And Prabhupada in his purpose, he says, a person may belong to a spiritual institution and then he may have a spiritual master and still he may not be able to, you know, um, follow all whatever they are saying or understand their instructions and all that. But never mind, if they are sincerely doing service, then Krishna from within gives them the intelligence by which they can come to Him. Then, the fourth verse, He says, So, I, out of great compassion for them, destroy with a um, shining lap of thoughts knowledge, the darkness born of ignorance. So this is how the Chetu Darpana Marjanam happens. We are chanting about, chanting Krishna's names and Krishna, he is uh, destroying our darkness in our heart, the dirt in our heart, the shining lamp of knowledge. So, um, the, this is the purpose of life, is to come out of our material identity by using, and, and Prabhupada also mentions how in his purpose, that how when there is a disease, we use the same thing, whatever causes the disease, as a therapeutic way to um, cure it. For example, if you drink too much milk, then you may get indigestion. But to cure that indigestion, you take a transform form of milk, which is curds, and then you can cure yourself. Same way, attachment to matter is the cause of our suffering and ignorance. But that same matter, when we use it for Krishna's service, that liberates us, that elevates us, gives us all the spiritual knowledge and um, awakening, and uh, you know, it transforms the consciousness. So uh, this is the uh, secret, and that is. That is why the twelve, I mean, the middle six chapters are considered to be the most confidential part of Bhagavad Gita. Because it's, he says, it is the secret of all secrets. Because who knows about all this, that Krishna is in the heart and he is guiding us and he is only giving everything to us and we have to be connected with him through Bhakti. How many people know all this? So that is why it is the secret of all secrets. And that happens by the mercy. We get into that secret of all secrets by the mercy of a pure devotee 
who comes and educates and enlightens the whole world right gives us such wonderful you know knowledge uh, in the form of literature and by studying which all our doubts are smashed and we can connect with krishna and then all doubts are gone we are completely convinced without a doubt there is no doubt anymore in this in our minds that oh, i don't know maybe what will happen tomorrow i'm very scared all these kind of anxieties fears doubts lamentations all that is a product of ignorance about the existence of krishna existence of our eternal soul i'm not this body that is knowledge and everything else is ignorance and that's why prabhupada's books destroy with a shining lamp of knowledge the darkness born of ignorance and that's when we can connect with krishna at every moment of our lives and make our lives really not only will we be liberated because of that but it makes life exciting everything if it is so all we have to do is oh krishna now what to do any problem just think about krishna that's all he says mam anusmara you just here think of me and do that's all if you are remembering krishna everything will turn out nicely there is no problem at all any problems come also krishna will help in solving it or your work will also nicely and you will wonder how how did i do all this it is not us krishna because he is backing us it is a joint effort it's always a partnership and he is the main partner we are sleeping partners maybe but but anyway we are partners we are doing everything but under his direction so that life is very exciting right that the supreme personality of godhead is our partner and we only have to connect with him at every moment by understanding that not a blade of grass moves without him without his sanction then we won't get disturbed when people are hurting us or that. this is all coming from parma i mean parmatma and their hearts no okay he is allowing them to I mean is happening so we won't be we won't hold anybody responsible for our suffering they talk like that or they do something harm also we depend on krishna and the bhagavatam says that if you are surrendered to the parmatma in your heart then the oh, everybody has got parmatma same parmatma so if you satisfy this parmatma same parmatma who is in other people heart satisfied they are also satisfied so everybody is satisfied so that is the simple thing that is why that is the main purpose of life is to how to connect with the parmatma and everybody around us will be satisfied and why do we respect people because why in india we pay obeisances i don't understand why in india all the time you all are paying obeisances to people they don't do that genuflecting even to just the queen they were doing that itself some people used to think what is this only to the queen and britain they do and not to god they don't even go to church so they don't like this being obeisances and this thing but we don't just to actually the human beings per se we are paying obeisances to the parmatma in everyone's heart that is why we value every living entity not just human beings but and the more they are aware of the parmatma we give them even more respect and even but even to little insects we give respect we don't try to crush them 
try to be, you know, whatever they have to eat, we allow them. Why? Because Paramatma is there in their hearts. That is why. So, this, that is why Krishna is showing us how to see me everywhere. Spirit and matter is in me. And he says, everything is resting on me like pearls are strung on a uh, thread. So, actually we see only the pearls, we don't see the thread which is holding the pearls. So, similarly, we only see the material manifestation and Krishna is saying, I am only holding everything, like the thread. So, once we are aware of that, that will be very nice, we will not be disturbed. Everything is being controlled by Krishna only. And he is my best friend, then what? Uh, I mean, uh, he is everybody's best friend. But we have to realize, we have to work towards understanding, knowing Him. And that's also very simple. We just have to think about Him. Thank Him every day. Everything we can thank Him for. We don't taste, you know, all the... um, Whatever food is all coming from His um, mercy only. Everything, every moment. Of course, we uh, recite the words, Sharira, so we are thinking of Krishna before eating. Like that. Every moment. And if you see Paramatma in people's hearts, when they do something good, they'll thank Krishna. Thank you, Krishna, for that wonderful, you know, encounter I had with uh, these wonderful people. And if it's not so nice also, we leave it to Krishna. It's okay. Whatever you want, you do. Krishna will arrange. We just need to pray. We need to be with them. We need, our life needs to be full of prayers. That's our Vedic culture. Every moment we are praying only all the time. And Westerners, when some, in the beginning Indians were there, and um, you know, all of them, they have to have um, picture, they all have to have altars. The first thing, when they land, they must have an altar. And they have to worship. Otherwise, they, you know, they won't feel at peace. So they thought, those Indians all the time praying, praying, praying. Without this, they cannot exist. So that is our, that is how, that is the perfection of um, religion. Perfection of our human uh, existence is to know God with Him. And then, devotees are always having good time, right? We go together for picnics and parties and we are dancing and singing and feasting. I mean, I mean that party, not the material party. But um, all the, I mean, our functions and even marriages, everything along with Krishna. So that's even more exciting. Why should we not connect with Krishna? So that is the greatest um, knowledge uh, which we have got. We, are, we should consider ourselves very, very fortunate. And we should want to share it also with other people, poor things. They are just suffering in this world, you know, suffering really. They cannot take it. When it goes beyond a certain point, then they, that's where they take to intoxication, drugs, everything. Because we are not getting a source of happiness, real happiness. And because we know the secret, uh, secret place, you know, Shangri-La or a special place where you can get all the happiness. And that is because of connecting with And how do we connect with Krishna? By becoming his servant. You are the master, I am the servant. Everything I do is for your satisfaction. That's all. 
that one thing if we can do it uh, uh, you know you can say it really honestly you are the master krishna i am your servant you are the enjoyer i am the enjoyed the instruction you are the controller i am the controlled ready to do that you will be very blissful all the time you hari Any questions or comments? Hare Krishna, Madhavi. Hare Krishna. Such a nice topic. 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 Uh, message in a, such a nice way in a, uh, a story form. Everything is so beautiful. Uh, thank you for your kind of and for enlightening us. It is so nice. I actually got that word and I joined. And it, uh, it, yeah, sometimes uh, people are not inclined towards Krishna, so Krishna says you uh, approach my demigod if you uh, if, uh, because he wants a uh, Everybody to do some sacrifice, not to use the proprietor control and enjoy it. And I see your way of the class is so nice, as always. Thank you, Madhavi. Thank you very much. Um, being there, Hare Krishna Mataji. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Yeah, many times I've been hearing and listening about the Vishnu Dut and Yam Dut's coming when the person departing from this body and the soul departing from this body. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen any place in the Bhagavad Gita about this kind of references. Even when I read uh, chapter 11, text number 25, 26, 27, it says, Damsrakaralani Tatevakani, Drastevakala, Nalsan Nibani, Disona Janen Lalabesa Sarma, Prasida Devesa Jagan Nivasa. And then 26 and 27, it says, Amichatvam Twam Dutrasas Putrasa, Sarve Sahevala Nipala Sange, Bismo Drona Sutta Putrastatasu, Sahasmadir Apio Dumukhe. Vakrani Tvarmana Vishanti Damsha Karalani Bhayanakani Chetid Vilagna Dasnanta Renshu Sadra Shante Chuni Terutamangai So the this description is says that all the sons of Dutras along with their allied kings and Bhishma, Drona and Karna and our chief soldiers also are rushing into your fearful mouth. And some I see trapped uh, with the head smashed between your teeth. And and, and verse number 25, I'm um, sorry, I didn't read the translation. But what I mean to say, where if people ask questions, uh, how many Yamduts and Vishnuduts are there? Because normally calculation comes like every second five or six of human bodies, souls departing, and more than six or seven persons are born. And we're not counting the micro-lives, you know. 
So where the justification comes uh, for that heart, Mataji? Could you explain that, please? Where is the justification for what? Where the all souls are departing so fast, you know, and in Bhagavad Gita it's never referred anything about this Vishnu Dut or the Yam Duts. How can we, how can person understand that every soul is departing how to get the punishments, you know? Huh, punishment? Oh, that is Paramatma. She is giving the, um, all the knowledge. See, Damraj is sitting there, but because he is connected with Krishna and he is doing the job for Krishna, Krishna is enlightening him. He able to see like television, you know, what is happening, internal television, probably they have CCTV in all our hearts. And Damduta can see what is our mind, how it is, what we did in the past, uh, what we are doing now, what we could be doing later, everything he knows. And as you are doing, imagine for every person, they have a person writing down our activities and then they are actually writing down. No computer, not that they are typing something, they are writing it down. That's why Chitra Gupta is the main person. And then the he reference in the Bhagavad Gita, Mataji, if I can... Uh, just uh, try to. Uh, Not in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, yeah. but. Uh, there is. Uh, Krishna says, no, no. Chapter 10 or chapter 8. Yama Samja Sangyavata Asmi. Yama Sangyavata Asmi. It is of the, of the ways to discipline people, I am Yama. So yeah. Yama is referred, but the Yama is not referred. Maybe we, Krishna didn't delve into his assistant. So uh, Krishna kept it at that level. Uh, because it is summary of the Upanishads and all the Vedic scriptures. The Puranas detail, uh, because the Puranas uh, are supposed to Puran, are supposed to do Puran. That means uh, it will fulfill. I mean, uh, fulfill, I mean, uh, Puran means uh, to fulfill. So, whatever people did not understand through that uh, 700, those 700 verses, the Puranas are uh, giving, uh, the fulfilling the, the, that need. Uh, so that is, uh, to, together when you read, uh, we get the completeness. Yeah, see, Bhagavad Gita is giving the essence of all the Upanishads and Vedas. Not even Vedas, Upanishads, against Gita Upanishad. Because Upanishad tells us about the soul. Vedas talk about Hello? material life, how to be happy in material life. That is Vedas. And then higher than that is the Upanishads which is elevating our consciousness from matter to understanding and the soul. So Gita's, it is Gita Upanishad. It is giving us the knowledge about our being not body but soul. And it's very short. I mean, only in 700 verses, how much can you say? It's just a conversation before in the battlefield. All the other allied things, it's there in, uh, uh, maybe Upanishads also have, but then uh, in Puranas. Uh, because it's practical uh, thing. Whatever is given in form of theory, that is explained in the Puranas in the form of uh, practical um, uh, this thing. You know, uh, in the from the life uh, of so many people, practical application of that theory. And so you read Guruda Puran, everything is explained. What happens to the soul at death and how the Yamadutas come and take him through that big deserted, it takes one full year to reach that place and how he has to go through the Vaitarani, has to cross that and go there and then they will read out all, their, you know, each one has got a record there 
and then Yamaraja will decide where we will go. All that is described. Hmm. Well, in that case, Mataji, we have a probably this is only earth is very tiny parts of the material world, you know. There could be many other earths, many places, and many other lives uh, on a different planet, you know. As it says, Sarvagata Atma remains everywhere on every planet. So is that means that there may be more people, more Yamduts than what's the populations of the material world? No, in every universe there is a Yamraj. In this universe there is only one Yamraj. Because it's not that everyone goes to Yamraj. Only in the earth, that two sinners, that those are the people. Because in earth we have the maximum sinners and maximum punishment over here only. In other, and um, of course the lower planetary systems also. And from the uh, high upper planetary systems, they will not go to Damaraj and all that because they are very pious people. On this earth, those are only human beings, not even all the other living entities. Human beings, the sinful people are the ones who go to Yamaraj. So his job is not such a, but I mean, every universe, one Yamaraj is enough. Oh, okay. Well, I may need a more knowledge to understand myself. Just uh, asking you questions. Thank you very much, Mataji. Mataji, very nice class. Thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Krishna. Do you the class now, Mataji? Yes. Shila Gurudev ki jai, Shila Prabhupada ki jai, Shila Mahabharata ki jai. Mahabharata ki jai. Mahabharata ki jai. Mahabharata ki jai. Mahabharata ki jai.